Guestbook Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you're doing well out there. Recorded live, Union, Washington, D.C., 1112-1114, 3rd Street, Northeast. Steps to Noma Gallaudet Metro. Nice brisk walk to Union Station and a leisurely jog to Capitol Hill. We are cherishing the day. Because we have in the building guest who spent her birthday weekend with us, Sade Brown. Yay! <laughs> I can kind of guess why you picked this song, but I'm going to let you say it. Okay. So I chose this song because, well, one, I was named after Sade. Okay. And then two, because I, I just wanted something, because I thought about Smooth Operator, and I was like, that's a go-to Sade song, but I wanted something uplifting and, like, mellow, and, uh, you know, it was, it was a great weekend, so I'm like, I'm cherishing this weekend. I love you it. Know? Love it. <laughs> I love it. That's what we're here for. Shout to a tribe called Run, right up the street, Baltimore. Run Club, they meet Mondays. Because they never miss a Monday. <laughs> I uh, made the trek up there, I want to say what, a couple months ago? Yeah. Yeah. And um, had a great conversation with Sade here. And she was like, wait, you're an innkeeper? Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I saw you on Strava. Yeah, so actually, I want to do a staycation in D.C. I was like, I got you. <laughs> so she came down and she had a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Mm-hmm. And with the Tribe Called Run, she's not only a runner, but she is their resident yogi. Hence why on our guest book card we have yoga instructor. How long have you been doing it for? Uh, this year makes, um, since I've been certified, two years. Okay. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. What is the process that one goes through to be certified as a yoga instructor? So there are different levels. Um, so it's all hourly base, um, 200, 300, and 500. So the basic level is 200. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on if you want an intensive program where you're um, studying every day. So people will go abroad and take a course, 200 hour course for maybe like six weeks and then come out with the certification. I took the long route because I had a full time job. You know, I had other responsibilities. So my courses, we met up once a month and we had an intensive training for the weekend, starting Saturday, ending Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, So mine took uh, a little bit longer. It took about a year for me to get certified. Okay. There are a million different types of yoga. When you get certified, do you get certified in a specific type or is it like once you're certified, Mm -hmm. you can do any of those? Uh, So you can start off with the basic 200 so that's just you're learning like a um uh, a wide range of different yoga styles but then you can specialize and get certified in that so um it's sort of like if you were to get your bachelor's degree but then get a certification in something else you know oh like a minor or or like a minor yeah okay yeah cool what is your yoga style of choice so like how I live my life, I'm all over the place. Um, I would say naturally I'm more of a, a power yoga type of uh, yogi where I like to, I'm very active. So I like to push it and I like to push my students. But I've tried, like since this whole COVID thing, I've tried to dial it back 
and do more restorative yoga um do more i definitely do vinyasa so constant flow um i try to do yin yoga which is the slower flow like tai chi not exactly like the movement is not slow but you're um the flow is not constant you know you're not just like you know up and then down up and down it's like you're up and then we're gonna breathe in this pose for Mm. a few breaths and then go to the next pose you know it's more time in the pose i should say how would you define power yoga so power yoga is like like the boot camp of yoga where you're doing um i don't know if you know what chaturanga is it's like a like a if you think of like a push-up okay um but your elbows are closer to the body instead of wide tricep push-ups yes okay so if 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 i had you do that but then we're going up and down 10 times and then we're moving to the next move what would be like upward dog and then from upward dog we're going into downward dog and then in downward dog we're doing push-ups like it's fast it's faster okay and it's more um trying to think of a better word it's no nonsense definitely no nonsense (laughs) um it's more um more exercise okay like so this is like uh um moving along the spectrum towards like crossfit yeah or uh hit yeah like hit yeah hit meaning high intensity high intensity yeah right during our run you had said that you used to do weightlifting Mm-hmm. Does that possibly inform why your style of choice is power yoga? I think, and it's funny because I come off as naturally like a calm person, but I have yes, you do. <laughs> I, but I have so much internal like energy that I have to burn. Mm. So whenever I do, and I'm always doing something, it I I prefer to go high intense versus slow and like moderate pace so the weightlifting i guess it was sort of like a natural transition because it's like how much can i challenge myself Mm. you know because it takes time to to be flexible to to become more flexible but i know i can do 20 push-ups next time let me do 30 push-ups you know um so i still do weight training but because my gym is closed Mm. it's kind of like you know by the way, I know I mentioned the run. We went on a beautiful morning run this time. And for those listening, if you come and stay with us in Union and you are a runner, even if you're not a runner and you want to see Capitol Hill, you want to see D.C., come on out for a run with your boy because it is great. Anyways, uh, you had said that people carry a lot of stress in their hips. Yes. Um, so this is what I learned during my teacher training mm-hmm. that a lot of people carry their emotions in their hips. Ah, emotions, my apologies. Yeah, and it could be consciously, subconsciously, um, that um, especially if you have a lot of trauma, mm. um, childhood trauma, or just any traumatic experience, we a lot of times uh, hold those in our hips, um, and also our shoulders. Mm. Yeah, you know, you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. Um, so I know for myself, as I was deepening my practice, if I would do hip opening poses in yoga, I would start to cry. I would get really, really emotional. And it almost felt like, you know, where's this coming from? Um, 
you know, and it, it could be in the class full of people and I'm just so emotional, but it feels like a release, not so much as like I'm upset, but like I'm letting something out that I didn't know was there. Uh, and then the next few times you do that same pose, it feels different. It feels lighter, it feels easier and you're able to move freer because whatever that was, that blockage, it's it's open now. Hmm. Yeah. Were you surprised that you did cry or did you know that connection already existed? It's funny because I kind of felt that feeling again just now, just thinking back on it. Mm. It w- it definitely caught me by surprise because um, it's one thing when someone tells you like this is where this is and it might impact you this way. But then when you're in the moment and you're almost like, wow, I didn't know it's like you didn't know you didn't know you had all these feelings and all these thoughts and it may channel something a memory or it may not but you just have the emotion and for me it was just the emotion I didn't it wasn't connected to a memory just the feelings were just coming out and I think by just like naturally you want to especially when you're around other people and they don't know your story, mm-hmm. you want to kind of like stop it. And um, I like, I, I thought about, you know, I need to stop myself from crying because I don't want people to think something's wrong because nothing technically is wrong. But then it's all, um, also, you feel like I want to let this out. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. I just want to let it go. So I just let it go. And I mean, I wasn't like a ugly cry or anything, but it definitely got emotional mm-hmm. for me. Did you have to pause? No, I continued. Hmm. Yeah, I continued through the the flow. After that, did that cause you to appreciate doing yoga more? Yes. Really? Yes. And it's almost like you want to know, well, for me... I wanted to know what else am I holding on to? So you're searching for the cries? Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even have to be a cry, but just like, even if, because sometimes when you, when you, when you're breathing, because a lot of yoga is about breath work. So as you're breathing, it just, like, you don't even, I don't even know how to explain it. You don't necessarily have to cry, but you just feel deeply in the in the moment in the movement when you allow yourself to so when i'm not teaching and i'm just doing my own practice and i'm just breathing and i might keep my eyes closed and it's like it's like a state of relaxation mm-hmm. you know um and a connection with yourself it's like oh i feel good right now i just feel at peace um almost like a a meditation during our pre-talk you also told me that there is an autoimmune disease mm-hmm. that you relatively recently mm-hmm. just found out that you had. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? So it is called chronic idiopathic urticare. Okay. And just to break it down, you know, chronic, you know, that's continuous. Mm-hmm. Uh, idiopathic means spontaneous, and an urticare is hives. That's a medical term for hives. Okay according to WebMD, it said that 20% of mm-hmm. the population um, has hives, mm-hmm. but less than 1% has chronic idiopathic urticaria. And what they were saying is, hold on. When new outbreaks happen, 
almost every day for six weeks or more. What brings about these outbreaks? So really it could be any thing. That's crazy. Um, so this disease is different for everyone and there are different triggers, different causes for some, it could be heat. Mm. It could be cold. Mm. It could be just a transition from one extreme temperature to the next. Mm. For me, it's food sensitivity. Wow. So the first time that you had the onset of this, mm-hmm. what was the situation? So for me, the first and and when I look back on it, I think I had noticed that I would get hives on my face but they will go away. Like they weren't itchy. They, it was just there like little whelps underneath my eyes and they would go away. So I just kind of like brushed it off. Mm-hmm. So one night I, I don't know what I ate. I was getting ready for bed and I noticed that my lip felt weird. My, um, my top lip. And maybe like three hours later, I wake up in the middle of the night and my lip is like 10 times its normal size. Whoa. And luckily I live down the street from emergency room. So I just walked down the street. I mean, I didn't, it was to the point where I almost couldn't talk. It was so big. Yeah. Um, and they had to give me steroids and like other fluids. And they asked me, what did I eat? Cause they thought, you know, are you allergic to something like peanuts, which a lot of people think? And I'm like, no, I'm not. As far as I knew, I wasn't allergic to anything. So maybe it took about a little over 24 hours for my lip to go back down to normal size. And Is that because of the steroids or just time? I think it's just time. Hmm. Um, because basically what's happening is that I want to say it's the white blood cells that are rushing to that area and they're there to fight something. But for me, in my case, it's like fighting itself because there's really no harm, but it's gotten that message somehow that there is harm to the body in this area. So we need to go and protect this area. It's yeah. like a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Hmm. So that, and that's what autoimmune diseases are. You know, your body is attacking itself. Wow. Okay. So in the time since this first onset, what have you learned about what possibly causes mm-hmm. the outbreaks? So I feel like I've become my own doctor. <laughs> well, yeah, because you were telling me that like these doctors really don't know yeah they don't they don't know and i'm actually in a support group on facebook mm-hmm. um so a lot a lot of people have similar stories where the doctors are just pushing prescriptions and they're not really looking into the causes mm-hmm. and i'm sure the research is there but at least you know my interactions with the doctors are just kind of like we don't know and this is what we know can help you feel better but we don't know how to solve it. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely learned that I've learned more about my gut, my gut health. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned that. Pun intended. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I've learned that a lot of 
causes like a lot of the things that happen with the body start at the gut okay um so i know for a long time i couldn't eat avocados tomatoes um any soy products and i still stay away from soy products but um immediately when i would eat avocado i would break out Mm. immediately um, and now I'm able to eat avocado and be okay. And I think it's because I have a sensitive gut where I have to eat smaller meals. I have to um, stay away from really spicy foods. Oh. Um, it's like I have to keep my gut balanced. Um, way more than other people have to some people can eat whatever they want i have to be really consciously aware of what i'm putting into my body outside of like specific food items that you know Mm -hmm. have identified as being triggers has this informed your diet otherwise well the funny thing is before all this happened i was interested in becoming vegan okay and so it kind of just was like confirmation like okay i need to just give up everything all the meats uh i had stopped eating pork back in high school okay so that's been 10 plus years Mm -hmm. and then i stopped eating beef in college Mm -hmm. which has been about 10 years now and only thing i ate was like chicken lamb turkey um you know all the other meats so once all this happened with the autoimmune disease I cut all meats out, even fish. Mm. I cut everything out, dairy, eggs, because a lot of those things cause inflammation. Mm. So um, so you're vegan now? No. Okay. More to the story. So Sorry. I went on, so the way that I transitioned, and I'll go through it quickly, is I did like a juice fast. So I, I, that was my way of resetting my body. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to do plant-based, no meat. And I found it really challenging. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of people would change their diet and say, I had more energy. I had more of this. I felt weaker. Hmm. And because I work out so much, I'm so active, I felt like I wasn't getting enough of something. Protein? Protein. Hmm. So that's when I reintroduced fish back into my diet. And but I wouldn't consider myself pescatarian because I see those who have that diet still eat dairy and eggs and I don't. So I just stick with plant based. Okay. You know. Well, I guess to bring it back to yoga, was your interest and involvement in yoga at all related to you discovering that you had this autoimmune disease? Um, no, Okay. not initially. Um, and just briefly, I'll say I started, I decided to do my teacher training because, uh, a friend of mine suggested that I do that because my mom had passed away. Mm. So I was, thank you. So I was, um, he felt like it was a good way for me to process the grieving and and it was it was it was amazing um you know because i learned so much about myself i was able to process and mourn in a a productive way i guess you know it wasn't like i was hurting myself because i know some people turn to drugs and other things but for me it was like i'm doing yoga 
Um, and once I started getting into it and learning more about the body and how yoga affects the body, I started thinking I can use this to help me. This could be my treatment. Um, because there are poses where you're uh, doing twists, like spinal twists, and you're, you're twisting the organs. You can't, you don't think about it. You can't really mm. see it, but you're twisting the or internal organs, mm. and then that's helping flush flush out any toxins, any backup. Um, there's a, a pose called um, wind release pose, I think you press your knees in towards your chest okay. and that presses on your intestines and mm. your you know your gut and that helps you relieve any gas mm. uh like <laughs> passing gas yeah got you okay <laughs> and uh i've had a student tell me <laughs> she said every time i come from your class and i go home i go straight to the bathroom mm. mm-hmm that's actually a good thing. Mm -hmm. Keeps her regular. And she's a nurse. And she mm. was like, every time, she was like, I always have to go home and just let go. And I was like, yeah, this is mm. what we're doing here, you know? It's kind of like body maintenance. Yeah. But like internal body maintenance, yeah. you know? Yeah. From thinking to breathing mm -hmm. to the gastro side. Yeah. Have you found that doing yoga on a consistent basis helps with uh, CIU. Yes. How so? The more I practice, the more I'm actually able to cleanse my my body internally. And like I still get acne, I still have like breakouts on my face, and I notice when of course when I hydrate, water is essential. You have to do that. So the more I drink water and do yoga, the clearer my skin is, hmm. the less bloated I feel, mm -hmm. the less, you know, the more I'm just constantly able to cleanse my body. And I know that's a lot of information, no, but <laughs> um, safe space right here. We, yeah. We're all adults. And I've actually gotten really, really strong, too. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, when you're doing the power yoga and telling people to do mm -hmm. 20 push-ups real quick and then getting yeah. the downward face dog, do another 20 yeah. push-ups, you know, tends <laughs> <laughs> to be the, the case. Last thing for seven questions. On our pre-talk, you had said that you'd had some struggles with yoga. Yes. All right. Let's get into so, that. So, and it all kind kind of ties into social media. Okay. Um, and I want to say that a lot of people look at, and I'm going to kind of grope us all together, healthcare professionals whether you're in like you know medicine at the hospital or if you're a personal trainer or a yoga instructor pilates instructor it's all about health and fitness um i feel like a lot of people look at us and think you know oh you you you've got to figure it out you know your life must be great your health must be great you know you must be a really happy person and very very calm and at peace especially for yoga instructors they're like like if you curse, they're surprised. If you smoke cigarettes, they're surprised. If you just do anything that's not, I guess, spiritual, hippy dippy. Yeah, it doesn't fit the stereotype. It doesn't fit the stereotype. So I struggle a lot with mental health and more specifically anxiety and depression. 
and yoga has helped so much but at the same time I still find myself struggling to continue yoga you know like I know that it's a benefit to me and it helps with my mental health but then there's times where I'm so down and so low I have no interest in yoga mm. do you always feel better post yoga than you felt going into it always yeah um, I feel you 100% on the running side mm -hmm. and there are times especially when it's cold of course yeah. you know it's like man I don't want to do that but you got to push through that, yo. Mm -hmm. You got to push through that. Yeah. I always, it actually happened the other day where I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't feel like it. And I pushed it off for like two hours. And then I finally just made myself do it. And then afterwards, I was like, why did I wait? Like, I should have <laughs> just did it. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, besides that being a struggle, I also found myself struggling with yoga because of social media. Um I found myself comparing myself hmm. to other yogis. And yogi is just the term for people who I do understand. yoga. Um, so I would just see people do these poses. I'm like, I can't do that yet. Hmm. And I'm comparing myself. Hmm. And it's, that's so unhealthy. Yeah. So I had to take a step away. Yeah. And just focus on myself. And and the the beautiful thing about it is once I did that, there were poses that I had struggled to get into for the longest. And now I'm like, I'm in it. Hmm. You know, I turned the focus off of other people and put it back in myself. And now I'm doing what I was, you know, comparing myself to. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's a nice lesson that we can all learn from. And I think there were there was also friends and family that didn't help that situation because mm. they would say, oh, you can do that, right? And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I'm not. And they and, I, and a lot of people assume that, you know, once you start doing yoga, you just jump right into a headstand and you do the split. And it's like, that takes years. Yeah. That takes time. And then some people are naturally more flexible than others. So, and I'm not one of those people. Yeah, I'm naturally inflexible. <laughs> so, and I have to work to get to that. Mm -hmm. But people get caught up in the aesthetics of yoga that I know for myself made me feel inadequate. Like, if I can't do this, am I really good at yoga? Mm. I was really questioning myself. And this is all happening this year. Pandemic. So it's like, yeah. all you have is time. I was having a conversation with a friend last night. Just everything about this pandemic is just like amplified. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like whatever stress that you already were having in life still didn't go away, you know? Right. And so now it's like you have to add on top of that, having to deal with that stress in a compromised environment. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, dude, I feel like everybody gets a pass this year yeah. just in terms of everything. Yeah, it's been intense. It's Very. been an emotional roller coaster mm -hmm. for everyone. Mm -hmm. I think regardless of where you are in your life, even if you feel like you're the, you know, most successful whatever, mm -hmm. you've had to face yourself this year. <laughs> yes, you've and had to face yourself. That's, that should be the slogan for this year. <laughs> face yourself mm -hmm. cuz you, it's nowhere to go. Nowhere. And and I'm a very introspective person anyway. So, 
like I'm constantly just I will take times where I'm not really socializing mm-hmm. and I, I live alone so it's like I'll just take a weekend and not really you know text anyone and just think and read and write and watch documentaries and like learn about people and then think like oh how am I like this or that mm-hmm. and so having the world shut down I thought I was gonna be great because it's like I do this all the time I saw some faces in myself where I was like who am I it's like there's so many layers that you have to peel back and I think no matter who you are no matter if you're like the sweetest nicest person there's been something that has happened to you that maybe you haven't dealt with and that's where like that happened to me several times especially over the summer mm-hmm. and i think now i'm in a good place not going wood <laughs> hopefully there's not another part of me that i need to tap into mm-hmm. but yeah and and yoga as much as i've been up and down where there were a couple of months where i was like i'm not practicing yoga i'm not i'm just you know i don't have the drive or the, the desire to yeah and but then there are times where I'm like almost every day just going, you know, into another um, session. It might be an hour long, two hours long. Um, but it's always been it's always been a blessing. Yeah. I say everyone. Yoga is for everyone. Everyone just doesn't realize it's for them. Oh, look at you. You got the phrases. You on fire right now. I'm trying. <laughs> All right. So you ready for the seven questions? I think so. Yes. All righty. Let's go. What's it called, y'all? It's the questions. It's the questions. Wait, it's the questions. It's the questions. Yeah. Question number one. What is the book that you would add to the library here at the end? So I am actually reading this book right now. It is called Attached. The new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love. So I mentioned before, I'm really into mental health. And so I came across attachment theory, which is basically um, there's three main attachment styles that we typically develop as kids based on our caregiver's relationship. Like parents? Yeah, so parents, grandparents. So it's a bit Freudian? Yeah. Okay. Um, So, and then even if you were um, raised in in foster care, you might have all the things that you need as far as uh, food and shelter, but Mm. you don't have anyone there to nurture you. No, so, there's a bit of Maslow in here too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are three different types. One type is secure, which speaks for itself. Yep. Avoidant. So someone who would love to be loved, but doesn't necessarily know how to express it. And once they re- start to receive it, they push it away. Because um, it's unfamiliar? It's unfamiliar. Okay. And then there's anxious. Anxious, okay. So that's someone who is always seeking attention and love and affection and it's almost like overwhelming it can be overwhelming for another person because they're like where are you i want to you know spend time and, you know they might come across as clingy or needy mm-hmm. or you know their partner 
or even if it's a friend, if a friend doesn't say anything to them over the weekend, then Monday they're like, hey, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? Like, you know, I miss mm-hmm. you. And so, yeah. Are there any negative aspects to secure or is it like these two styles should try to be secure? I I don't want to say should try to be secure, but you want to aim for it. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, the secure is like well-rounded gotcha okay. you know individual who doesn't necessarily have the the crave for it like the anxious person okay. and won't reject it or push it away like the avoided person they know how to receive and give love in a um in a healthy way okay according to google books a practical relationship book mm-hmm. that promises to help you find and keep love by understanding the science of adult attachment it's by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. Cool. Number two, podcast to subscribe. So I have two. Okay. Small Doses Okay. by Amanda Seals. I haven't actually, I haven't. It's funny that I'm suggesting this because I haven't listened in a while. But she basically has different topics for every episode where she kind of digs deep into it and breaks it down. Um, She had one episode called Small Doses of of Dealing with an F-Boy, if you know what that means. Yes, I do. Like from that to small doses of um, being a black politician. So it ranges, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not always like relationship based. It could be political, current events. um, Is it largely centered around at least American black culture? Hmm. Yes. Okay. I would say yes. All right. She comes from that space. Yeah, of course. But the episodes, I, I will say anyone could relate to yeah of course yeah of course. yeah okay um okay what's the other podcast so the other podcast and I, I say one and a half instead of two because it's my podcast okay uh that i started mm-hmm. a few months ago okay but i've been on hiatus okay that's fine and the name of my podcast is sip the anxiety sip Sip, as in take a sip. S I P the anxiety. Yeah, and anxiety is spelled the T part is mm-hmm. spelled like T T E A at the end. Ah, anxiety. Yeah, I like that. Okay, what do you talk about? So my podcast is centered around Black mental health. Okay. Do you have a co-host? No, it's just myself. Uh, so you are you mainly just speaking or you have guests that you bring on talk to i have guests so i have a uh i want to say one or two episodes where it's just myself Mm -hmm. um more so like breaking down different types of uh uh, black mental i mean mental health Mm -hmm. illnesses Mm -hmm. um and how it relates to you know being out in the world and then i have a couple episodes where i have guests okay that is the podcast that we are putting on there (laughs) All right, Sip the Anxiety. It's available on all podcast platforms? I'm no, right now it's only available on SoundCloud. Okay. But when I relaunch, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, January 2021, okay. we'll be on all platforms. No doubt. 
I like it. And you can have me on as guests if you ever want to, too. Yes. Because I got some black mental health issues as well. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, not good, but. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Uh, but yeah. All right. Number three, something you didn't know you needed till you got it. Does it have to be one thing? Yes. Okay. Forgiveness. Oh, I like that. Tell me about it. Um, so to keep it short and sweet, uh, I had a pretty traumatic childhood and my parents, as much as I know they loved me, you know, they did the best that they could, but especially my father, we just come from two different worlds. And as I, I would say actually in my early twenties, I, that's when I realized my father is human. You know how you look at your parents as like something else yeah they're like these other type of beings Mm -hmm. and i realized you know he's human like he's been through things and so if he did this even though that's unacceptable i you know i need to find forgiveness because he's coming from what he knows Mm -hmm. and i understand where he comes from was also very toxic Mm -hmm. and it's a continuous cycle yeah so i choose to break the cycle that's what's up yeah good answer thank you number four bucket list place to travel any place in the world that you have been to that you recommend the listeners add to their bucket list so hmm (laughs) i almost don't want to say because then i don't want everyone to go there Ah, that's (laughs) not the first time i've heard that i'm gonna say because i'm like a toss up between two places but I'm going to go with Durban South Africa okay I believe that's the second time someone has said really yeah um I actually went to Joburg first and then traveled to Durban okay it was same trip yes it was beautiful okay why Durban over Joburg Joburg is beautiful too there's amazing people and the culture is amazing but Durban felt more relaxed and I guess that's what I needed at that time like Joburg was very much city you know not necessarily fast paced but it almost felt like kind of like Baltimore Hmm. um like an international version of Baltimore okay. whereas Durban is like a, a beach town it's laid back um, it's actually the highest I want to say it's still the the highest population of Indians outside of India okay and so that you had you know a large population of Indians and you have the South Africans mm-hmm. and it's just it's a little more colorful I'll, I'll keep it like PC okay. and say it's a little more colorful than Joburg. Gotcha. So we say in Joburg, we're talking about Johannesburg, South Africa, which of the major cities in South Africa is actually the one that's inland. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the northern side, centered in the country, but more north. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durban, like you said, is coastal town. It's on the east side, on the, I guess that'd be the Indian Ocean. Yes. Whereas Cape Town is also a, um, coastal town but that's on the west side the southwestern portion of south africa on the atlantic ocean side and port elizabeth is like right in between those like due south Mm -hmm. i don't know if that would be indian ocean or atlantic ocean 
but um yeah it's about halfway between also coastal so just a bit of uh, geography for it um is there anything in particular in durban that you would recommend the listeners do or see so i was lazy when i was there and hey, there's I, nothing wrong with that. I just laid on the beach every day. I actually felt like we took a nap on the beach. Okay. That was, and I ran on the beach, the beach, just go to the beach. Just go to the beach. Okay. Just do everything on the beach. Number five, 50 mile detour restaurant. Any place in the world you want to go 50 miles out of your way just to eat there. <laughs> so this one was challenging because, okay, I'll, I'll say T-Volve. 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 T-E-A. Okay. And then Volve. Okay. I'm um, assuming they have uh, tea. Tea there? Yeah. Okay. So it's like a cafe restaurant type atmosphere. Okay. It's black owned. Okay. And it's in the Harbor East area of Baltimore. Okay. And they have brunch. They have brunch. They are known for their brunch. Oh, okay, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so between Little Lily and, and Fells Point, mm-hmm. uh, right by the Whole Foods down there, right? Yes. They have a really good salmon wrap and okay. salmon salad. All right. And they have tea-infused drinks, which is, I guess, why they called it Tea Volve. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to go if you, you're doing some work or meeting up with friends. Okay. I'm with it. Number six, your number one skill. Your number one honed craft. I feel like I'm going to shoot myself in the foot if I say this, but I do believe that my number one skill is listening. Okay. Why do you say that? Or what was the catalyst to cause you to work on this skill? Um, Because I feel like... That's funny. Because I feel like I am not heard that in order for me to be heard i need to make sure i'm listening you know because communication is a two-way street um and i'm oftentimes if i am heard i'm misunderstood so i need to make sure i'm understanding what it is that they're getting from me so that i can communicate whatever it is that i need to communicate um and i've been complimented on my listening skills so (laughs) I take pride in that. Yeah, you're a very good listener. You have very calm energy. Thank you. Last one, number seven, your number one talent. This is an eight. This came naturally to you. I would say public speaking. Ooh. Which is interesting because I have social anxiety. Yeah, but... I'm really good at it. So when you're in front of a crowd of people, you don't get nervous. Oh, I'm ner- I'm terrified. Mm-hmm. But my delivery is always really well received. It's like I so I volunteered to do this um, Juneteenth virtual event mm-hmm. and where I was sort of like co-hosting and I don't. I mean, I just started doing the podcasting in like August, so I don't I don't really do that often. Um, and I had to look. I looked back at the video myself. I did pretty damn well. Right. And people I didn't even know were complimenting me. So I think it's just 
even though I get nervous, I don't know. I just, and I like it. I like being in the forefront. I like hosting. I like like game nights. I love being that person that center stage. Like, so this is what we're doing. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. It feels good. It feels natural. Mm. I wonder if part of that might be, at least from my experience in mm-hmm. interacting with you, you exude a degree of being genuine. Mm. And so Thank perhaps you. it comes across to people as like you're not trying to perform mm. or you're not trying to get over or sell something on people. You're literally just conveying the information yeah. in a genuine fashion. I think so. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. All right. Give me the social media. Give me the link for uh, watching your yoga or any contact information you want to share with the guests. Sure. So social media, Mm -hmm. you can catch me at um, I Mm -hmm. dot am, that's Mm A-M dot Yogi, Mm Y-O-G-I dot Sade, S-A-D-E. Okay. Is your IG? That's my IG. All right. And then for the um, Johns Hopkins links. Sure. Mm -hmm. So if you go to... J H M I fitness dot com mm-hmm. and just click on Cooley Center. So there are a few steps to register for class. You have to create an account. Okay. Um, but it's free, so it's no cost. You just create an account with your email and a password and then you can register for classes. Okay. And then lastly, your uh, podcast, it's yes. Sip the Anxiety, mm-hmm. soundcloud.com slash A-D-E-A-E-E-M-A. Mm-hmm. How do we pronounce that? Adima? Naima. Ah, gotcha. So Naima is your middle name, right? It's my social media name oh, okay <laughs> so i go by shade naima ah uh, okay so it's like shade without the s mm-hmm. and then naima without the n mm-hmm. ah look at you you're so clever <laughs> well shade this is a wonderful podcast right here thank you thoroughly enjoyed it thoroughly enjoyed having you at the end mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen as always if you want to reach me innkeeper at unionindc.com and the website is the suffix unionindc.com and on Instagram I'm not even going to plug Innkeeper Freddy because I haven't even done nothing to it so um, <laughs> at Guestbook Pod for the podcast and at Union in DC for the N Shade again it's been an absolute pleasure thank you thank you for having me can't wait to be a guest on Sip the Anxiety <laughs> hopefully you're ready because this can get intense hey I'm with it and um, can't wait to run again with uh, Tribe Call Run yeah because I had a good time yeah So cool. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week.